Hello and welcome to the Business of Property podcast. I'm Stuart. And I'm Simon. We talk every week about the reality of running property businesses. Simon has a number of buy-to-lets and runs Patma, which is a leading portfolio management software system and a source of property market insights. Stuart runs a portfolio of co-living properties with a six-figure turnover and also has a property investment consultancy and is only getting slightly annoyed about me constantly messing up his intros. (laughs) And don't forget, we are currently looking for property investors or people even that are just about to start investing in property with current questions, problems you might face. We'd love to get you on the podcast. And that is one of the reasons for us doing the show that we're doing today, just to talk about the fact that we obviously still have many problems. But if you do want to join us, and we hope that you do, and talk about it and hopefully get a good solution for you, send us an email to show at thebusinessofproperty.com. That'll be in the show notes. Or as always, reach out to us on Twitter at biz, B-I-Z, of property. Very, very simple. And that's all in the show notes. But today, it's all about our problems and what we're doing about them. And Simon, you mentioned to me something which I found surprising. And that was that you've just run a report on some of your portfolio within, obviously, the Patma system to understand where you sat in terms of market rents against your portfolio. So you just want to tell us a little bit more about that background and and what you did. Yeah, so regular listeners may feel this is a little little like deja vu in terms of the the general topic of rents I'm charging or not charging for for my existing tenants. But this particular report that has recently been added to Patma really sort of pushed home the, the, the problem <laughs> that I currently have, or the, the challenge that I currently have. What this report does is show your current rent for each property, and also using Patma's property market data and, and the insights it has from that, it also shows what it thinks is the market value or market rent for each of your properties. And it bases this on, on the location, and the number of bedrooms, and what property type it is, sort of house or flat or whatever else. And just puts in a very simple report for, for all of your properties. Now, this particular report for me has got, it's using my real, real property data. It's only included three of, of my properties, which is, for, for details I won't go into, but that, that's what I've got on the screen. And we'll dig into the details a little bit more, but the, the sort of headline figure is that it's suggesting I am currently missing out on £1,475 of rent per month. Indeed. And I had not realised it was quite that bad. So across the, the three properties that it, it's showing me, one of them is apparently 22% under the market rent. I, I knew that was under, but, but 22%? Oops. However, it gets worse. The next one is 44% under the market value. And th- these are my longest standing tenants in this particular property. And that, that is how it has, has drifted so far behind the market value. But 44%. That's over £600 a month of missing rent for that one property yeah that's it's quite staggering quite however it gets worse 
<laughs> Although, in fairness, this this last one is slightly distorted. So I can also, from, from this report, I can click through and dig into actual comparable properties for, for where the, the market rent is coming from. And I can see that for this particular property, there's obviously been a relatively nearby new build estate in the not too distant past. And most of the comparables it's pulling out are actually from that new build estate. And they're, they're obviously newer, shinier, nicer properties. And they, they are, I think, attracting higher rents than, than my property would anyway. So it is a little bit distorted. But even allowing for that, this, this is pretty bad. And, and this is saying that, that my, my rent is 54% below market value. 54%. When you said it gets worse, I thought you were going to say that you'd taken any rental profit that you did make and put it into crypto. You, you know how to hit a man when he's down, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Right, moving on. <laughs> so actually, I, I, think, I think I've slightly misphrased these percentages. And just before I forget, I should, should correct them. So it's not actually, it's not the, the, the 54% is not that I am charging 54% of the market rent, but that my rent should increase by 54% to meet the market rent. Okay. So you sorted us out in terms of the criteria or the actuals, but the real question that's on everyone's lips is, what are you going to do about it, Simon? Well, I, I think I'm probably just going to um, feel very depressed, sit on my hands and, and come back to this report in six months' time and uh, feel even worse. It, that's, that's the right approach, isn't it, Stuart? Absolutely not. We don't feel <laughs> depressed on this podcast. We, we are problem solvers. So I guess the first question is, so obviously these are tenants. You said you've had them for a while. And therefore, we're not going to, you know, we, we don't want to go to upset people. But the first question is, what, what stage of the tenancy agreements are they at? So all three of these properties are in monthly rolling tenancies. So that's, that's what I tend to leave my, my long-term term tenants on. They do all have contracts that allow for annual rent increases. So, so I do have that, that option. And I had, I had been thinking that, that I should should do that. Now, two of these properties are, are, are due an annual rent review, uh, as in it has been one year or more. The, the third one is not quite, but will be in a few months' time. Uh, so yes, I, I had been thinking that I might I increase rents, and I'd been thinking, sort of, maybe it should just be sort of 50 quid or so. That, that sounds like it's, it's quite a chunky amount, but it's not sort of bank-breaking amounts. But looking at this report, I need to be looking at hundreds of pounds to get to a market rent. So, so yeah, it's, it's thrown out my £50 a month increase plan, and I, I've got to be looking at something higher than that. The first thing I think is that, as always, you, know, you, you, you approach this with you know, a good level of morality and a high level of ethics. But equally, we have to, you know, we have to remember, and I'm speaking to those listening now, is that each of our properties is essentially its own profit centre. And, you know, as much as I like someone in, the, in a property, if that property isn't 
making the right level of margin, then we're going to suffer. Now, we have put properties, the prices up in our properties, you know, across the HMO portfolio. I do have a couple of buy-to-lets. There is one that we have had to put the prices up quite dramatically in the last, well, when I say dramatically, I just mean significantly every six months. And every six months we have the, in fact, we don't have a conversation. The same tenant has been there two years. And if I'd been more prepared, I would have brought these numbers. But for example, we have put, you know, the, the rent will go up again in the in the next month by about 150 pounds from where it was and i'm just going to give you a quick idea of percentage equivalent of 9.6 percent increase a 10 percent and similar six months ago every time we've done that so i've done that with a with a business partner on this property and a couple of reasons number one well all of the reasons we know and love so our our mortgage cost has just gone through the roof and energy, et cetera, et cetera. And this property is probably what I would consider one of our more premium properties. So they're already paying what I would consider a high fee. They're probably paying more. It's a two stroke three bed flat, but it's in, you know, it's in a, you know, a very nice block, et cetera. And we've had to keep putting the price up. But what we did was we said, okay, well, well what's reasonable? We think this number is reasonable given the context of inflation and so on, and then added a little bit to it. And every single time the tenant said, do you think there's, that we can negotiate on this? And then we essentially took £50 off and they agreed it straight away. And the fact that they've now been there over, yeah, over two years and we've done this a couple of times, don't get me wrong, we're not saying it's, it's right and we, we don't do it for the sake of it, but it's shown me that, yes, you know, and they've said on the last one this made – you know, obviously we're finding everything tough because of X, Y, and Z. But they said, but we do understand what's happening. So, and I think if someone like you got into a situation where the tenant came back and let's just say you put a number, they've negoti- you've negotiated it down. And then they said, but we're really going to be pushed with this and it's going to leave us in all sorts of trouble. I'm pretty sure you're the sort of person, you're not going to let that happen anyway. And you'd go to the bare minimum of what it could be. So it's a case of just getting it out there, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is exactly that. The, the first step is for me to pick the number of what I think is reasonable um, in terms of the market and also in terms of, sort of percentage increases and, and thinking of that in relation to inflation and the wider economy and contact them about it. And this is exactly what I will do. So one, one of these properties, my main sort of communication route with the, the tenant is actually through WhatsApp for, for all our sins, but there you go. And and I will contact them through that. Another one will be by email and I will, will write them a nice nice email saying, as you said, this is the situation and I need to look at increasing the rent and this is my proposal. And and please let me know if you have any feedback or or whatever else and see where we go from there. And yes, they they may come back and ask to negotiate, or they they may accept it. I mean, certainly some some of these are obviously very much below the the market, and hence very much below what they would be able to to go out and find a, another property for, assuming they could find one at all. So yeah, I, I I don't want to push anyone's finances so far that they start struggling because that's not going to help 
anybody. It's not going to help them, but it, thinking selfishly, it's also not going to help help me as a landlord because they, they will end up not being able to pay, and that will will only create future hassle. So it it will be a it will not just be a, a question of this is what I want the new rent to be. Can you start paying it, please? It will be looking at needing to increase the rent. This is my proposal. Please let me know if this is going to cause any any problems. So, so yeah, that, that I think has to be the the next step. And I, I keep mentioning this in in the episodes of this podcast. So in a few weeks' time, I will come back and, and let you know how at least a couple of those have gone with, with those initial contact. Very good. But until then, and for this week, you have a, a, a actually kind of similar challenge in your business at the moment, don't you, Stuart? Do you want to outline what's going on there? Yeah, well, I put this firmly in the category of big financial problems that we have with a property. And although we're still in discussion, so I probably shouldn't share too much detail around the property itself, but essentially we have a property where it is bills included and has been for a year or so. And this is a buy to, another buy-to-let property, so it's not, uh, it's not multi-let, not HMO. And yeah, we've had it as uh, bills included because it was a property that we had on Airbnb and we, we couldn't keep it on Airbnb. So we tried to just make it as easy as possible for people to rent, which, which it did. It rented within a matter of days of switching out of Airbnb and that was all fine. Uh, rent was about market rent for the buy-to-let area. Then a couple of weeks ago, we get a letter from the energy provider saying that we had not been paying enough for the energy at the property, which kind of raised our eyebrows because it's compared to the rest of our portfolio, a very small property, but it is electric only. And turns out, according to the energy provider, we are about 4000 pounds in deficit ouch so we then reviewed the usage of property and realized that what has clearly happened is that the tenants are essentially keeping the the heaters on that it's the only conclusion we can come to unless they are such big fans of tea that they are boiling a kettle 24 hours a day seven days a week and even that, I'm not sure, would get to these levels. But to be honest, it's been cold for, for all of us for the last few months, and so it's, it's understandable. But again, if you've got storage heaters and you don't know how to use them, then it's quite feasible that you just leave them on. And so the energy company has said, it's okay, you can just pay us X pound a month to cover off this deficit, but clearly we cannot continue with this usage going on because as i said to you pre-record I'll, I'll be honest about this you know the current as it stands the energy cost on the property is 50 percent of the rental figure that we receive and the mortgage amount is about 60 percent of the rental figure that we receive so you know yeah it, even my mental arithmetic can, can work that one out as bad news <laughs> Exactly. We we don't need to be ultra mathematicians to work out that that is not going to work. And and as I just said to you, you know, if, if each property is a profit center, then this business is about to fail. So that that raises the question: 
what are you doing about it? Well, we we had to have a chat about it, my wife and I, about what the right thing to do was. So the first thing is, well, we, we simply obviously couldn't continue to pay. And just to be clear, this property is probably a fifth of the size of, of my, my residence, maybe a quarter of the size, doesn't really matter. But it, the energy cost is double what I pay. And just to clarify, in this property, there is two people in the rental property. In my house, there are six people, my wife and, and four children. So it's it's massively, massively out of kilter. So the right thing to do for my wife and I, the first thing is, well, okay, what, what has gone has gone. We are going to have to just bite the bullet on that because that's on us. That's our mistake. And stroke my mistake and my wife would remind me that my mistake (laughs) (laughs) not not a joint thing and then secondly of course we have to come to the tenants so then the question was so the first conversation we had and and again I think this is just maybe useful for other people to talk through the conversation we had because the first conversation was my wife said well because based on everything else we do in, in HMO land it's based on you know the 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 figure of energy that you use there's a cap is the word i'm looking for so there is a price cap so my wife said well should we just set a cap on the property which means that they can only go up to a certain level and then we discussed that for a little bit about what the right cap level be and then i and i kind of said hold on a minute i think we're looking at this the wrong way and actually we just need to switch this into you're paying the bills because it's a buy to let and we we you know, we could put all the good guidance forward that we would like, but they're the ones that are still in control of the usage. And also we have a big deficit that we have got to clear off. And that feels fair to me. And I'll have that conversation. I haven't yet had that conversation. It's the next conversation I need to have. So in summary, we're going to speak to the tenant and say, look, but we're not going to do that straight away. Because again, that, that wouldn't be fair. Couldn't just say, right, from, from this point onwards, it's okay, look, in a month's time, because they are not currently in in contract, so f- for for all intents and purposes, they are on a p- periodic tenancy. So a month's notice feels fair to us. Yeah. So, a couple of questions out of that. One: Are you going to offer them a rent reduction uh, as part of the transition? The short answer is no. So, you you think the 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 rent they're paying is good for, for the, the market rent in the area excluding bills even though it's currently including and that was the benefit and we probably didn't need to do that and that's the, the challenge again talking this out loud as when you talk out loud you suddenly think well actually we were charging a market rent or slightly less with bills included just to keep it easier whereas actually again because we didn't have that conversation again I really like the tenant and they've been really good and looks after the property etc and it just it just felt okay. So that that's another part of the conversation to say, look, you've you've been getting essentially market rate, probably a little bit less, but essentially market rate and not having to cover off the bills. Absolute bargain from their, their point of view. Yeah. So presumably from a, a sort of process point of view, you'll be looking at effectively starting a, a new tenancy with them. So because presumably your your current contract states that, that you are paying the bills and you'll need to to end up with a contract that states that they are going to pay the bills. So are you, are you thinking of, sort of starting a new tenancy and with a new minimum six months, et cetera, or are you thinking of doing it with some kind of contract or deed, deed of variation or something? It would, it would probably be a new contract. 
and that's just actually reminded me why we why we actually went down this road originally because originally the the tenant was only looking at short term and was only looking for for less than six months and we got to a stage then back then so we're talking probably more, a year ago and, and now more maybe when the, the obviously the energy costs weren't where they're at now and for us it was kind of like okay so we could change let them change the utilities live there for a couple of months then change them back to us and they, and it just felt like actually there's probably you know the 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 time and costs that it would have taken for that we kind of felt just wasn't right and obviously the, the world's changed but yeah what we'll put forward is a new contract based on all of the above and we've got a good relationship actually in terms of we've we've had conversations like this before because they originally didn't need to pay council tax because they were students overseas mature students but then that did come in and there was a question over you know who would pay that and how that would be paid and we we just had sort of conversations about how that works so i feel like this is another one of those where we'll get to a stage where they'll say, well, actually, we only want to stay here for another two months. So they, they've got high flexibility at the moment. And, yeah, provided they're, you know, willing to meet somewhere in the middle, then then we will too. If not, yeah, we'll just offer them a, a standard AST, basically, with six months and take it from there. Wow. So it, it sounds like they were applying just for a few months and they've they stayed much, much longer. And and obviously, time got away from them, uh, as it almost has with us as well. Well done. Well done. This is a new game we play. How can we link the last <laughs> conversation back to running out of time? And you are right. We have run out of time. And we do hope that you enjoy listening to the show. Quick reminder, as it's at the end, please do leave us a rating. It really does help. And we just love to see that people appreciate the show. So if you've got any value from this and you've listened thus far, just slide on over to the five stars leave that for us and just put some value back to us as we've hopefully been given to you do reach out to us show at thebusinessofproperty.com if you'd like to come on the show or at biz of property on twitter other than that we'll see you on the next episode